First of all, hallelujah! It is, it's fourth and 26. McNabb is back. He's looking. He is firing. And it is caught by Freddie Mitchell. And Bazarchik fumbles the football. It's picked up by Herman Edwards. 15, 10, 5, Jackson takes it at the 35, picks it up, looks for running room, he's at the 40, he's at the 45, midfield, oh, oh, he's going to go, he's going back, oh, I don't care if he's going, he's running around, I mean, and the end zone, and he's still going, and the Eagles win. Bring it back again, he steps up his head, and he falls forward, and he fumbles the football, and the Eagles have it, and it's recovered. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Sundays for the Birds, a proud production of Old City Sports Network on this Victory Monday. That's right, your team, your town, your Philadelphia Eagles took down the Detroit Lions 38-35 to yesterday. It got a little tight there at the end, but we came away with a victory. Uh, Jake, I know you feel a little differently about the win than some of us we'll get to that in a little bit of course guys you know i'm the mayor of john street and i am joined by my two wonderful co-hosts that is jake long the only man on old city sports network with a beard that rivals mine shout out norse beards and kyle not so sharp boys how we doing doing good what a wild day yesterday not just the Eagles game, all around the NFL. I mean, we'll we'll pull up our survivor pool later, and you can just see how wild it was with half, half the survivor league already out of it. So, some tough can ones. We just talk about how how fucking terrible it is that ties still exist in the NFL. Yeah, and two of them happened week one. It's pretty wild. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Terrible. Shout out, Rich Tank. What's up, boys? That's to Italian. Going on, Tank. <laughs> That's my buddy. Right on, right on. All right, guys. So let's dive into it here. What's your immediate impression, uh, Kyle? I'll start with you, and then uh, and then we'll go to negative Nelly in the corner up there. So a win's always a win. Let's just get that out of the way. Anytime you put one in the win column. Um, a couple teams in the division got a loss, so can't complain there. There is some some big concerns, though. Um, mainly my concern is the defensive line and the linebackers in the run game. The secondary and the linebackers played fine in pass coverage. The, they were absolutely getting gashed on the ground, and that, that's a big problem, especially when you have guys like Brandon Graham back. And you spent money on Jordan Davis in the, or you spent draft pick on Jordan Davis. He's supposed to be a big time run stuffer. Didn't play a lot of snaps. I know I was talking to Jake about it. He has some concerns on how Hassan Reddick's being used on the D line. I'll let him touch on that. But that that's a big thing for something you spent a lot of uh, you know assets on on the D line and rushing the passer and all that stuff. 
you really got to be able to hold them, you know, to second and long, get them in pass obvious situations. So that, that that's one thing that's definitely a concern. And on offense, I mean, I know you said you were concerned about the O line. I agree with that. You know, they're supposed to be good. There was a lot of uh, a lot of breakthroughs there. Jalen Hurts is running for his life a lot of times, but we'll see if maybe that was just they were off guard off guard with the blitz. But I'll tell you what, Jalen Hurts. You know I'm not a believer, but I was telling Jake earlier that throw in the two minute warning at the end of the second quarter over the shoulder to AJ Brown by far the best throw he's ever made college level NFL level. That's a beautiful throw, and you can't you can't ask for anything better there. So. Maybe that's something there. He's starting to, you know, get a little more accurate with his throws and what have you. But that that was very impressive for me. Important spot in the game, too. Yes, absolutely. Um, while we're on the Jalen Hurts uh, topic, I do want to mention um, he has definitely gotten better at diagnosing and, and recognizing what the defenses are trying to do to him. Hmm. Uh, Thanks, Jesse, granted, by the way. Shout out, Jesse. <laughs> The Admiral, make sure you check out Flyers Alley. Um, sure. But no, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I think he's doing a lot better diagnosing, you know, defenses and things like that. Um, I, I am a slightly concerned with the receivers getting open um, outside of A.J. Brown. I mean, obviously, Devontae Smith didn't have a catch. I mean, that's kind of scary. Um, Zach Paschal, one target. Um, Dallas Goddard, I think, needs to be a bigger part of the offense um, outside of those uh, couple of big plays that he had. I mean, Dallas Goddard is, you know, arguably a top five tight end in this league. And, you know, you have all these weapons. Well, now we got to use them. We got to scheme these guys open. They have the talent to get themselves open, but it's going to be that much easier if we can scheme these guys open. And and that's just a a mild concern of mine. But again, a, a win is a win. Um, Jake, I know you got some concerns with the defense. Um, I do also. I, yeah, I I'll, I'll touch concerned. real quick on the offense. We'll, we'll get the good out of the way. I mean, the offense, you can't complain. They put up 31 points. I mean, we got seven off of the pick six, which is nice to see. But I mean, you can't ask for much more from Hertz. He threw the ball well. He ran the ball well. I would like to ask not to run as much. A, a lot of the – Plays were designed runs for him with the RPOs and him uh, pulling out, you know, reading the defense ends. The fact that Sanders only had six more yards on a on a really good day than the quarterback is a problem. Yeah, I wouldn't say that's a problem because, I mean, 7.4 yards a carry, I, I'll take that problem every day of the week. It's just mm-hmm. the, the, the thing that scares me with that is the carry difference. Hertz had 17. Obviously, some were scrambles. Sanders had 13. I mean, your quarterback should not be your leading carrier of the ball. It's not going to, you're not going to last 17 games, let alone 2021, 20, if that's your, everybody's goal is to make it to the Super Bowl. So you're going to pay, play 20 or 21 games total. You're running 17 times as a quarterback, taking some bad hits, which some of them should have been called. They finally called one late. But the Lions were like, hey, they're letting us hit this guy. We're going to keep doing it. And then finally, you know, the refs had enough and called it. But there's a couple where he slid. And they're protecting quarterbacks, protect them all. So that pissed me off. But other than that, I mean, offensive line, I'm not worried about They They look like they weren't prepared, which is rare for a Stoutland coached offensive line. 
I just don't think they expected those blitzes to come out of everywhere like the Lions were doing. They'll, they'll pick that up. And as we start running the ball on teams, they're, and they're going to be scared to blitz because you run the ball and you get past that blitz, you're going to start thinking twice about doing it when you're getting, uh, like I said, seven yards per carry, five and a half for Hertz. Um, all three of our running backs scored a touchdown, which is awesome, including Sanders. It was nice to see a team really get behind him when he scored because, you know, that's the monkey off his back. He needed that big time and just he ran hard. Hertz played well, but the uh, defensive side of the ball is really worrying me. Uh, Kyle mentioned it. We talked about it earlier. Hassan Reddick. A lot of people were saying, oh, Gannon was dropping him back. Elliot Shore Parks, who I trust, say he watched, rewatched the game, and they only dropped him back three or four times that he's seen. And he is pass rushing on every down. Run, run first and 10. He's still trying to run up the field on that speed rush, which leaves a wide open gap between a defense and defense tackle for a lead blocker to kick that linebacker out. Or if you have a good running back, I call a stud running back like DeAndre Swift, you make that linebacker miss in that hole, you got daylight after that. And if your safety's come up and make a tackle, it's going to be at the 7-10 to yard marker. So it's the way they're using him, I don't like it. Again, there wasn't many stunts on the defensive line. It was more the same, just we're going to go straight forward, beat you one-on-one, and we haven't done it the past three years. Yeah, haven't done the past three years. He was aggressive early, and then he stopped. I mean, I think some of the comeback the Lions made where they were probably playing a little bit of pre-event defense, but after they were within 10, that should have went away. He should have got aggressive again. But I think it was a little too late. The players throttled it down. They looked completely out of shape. All of them were winded by halftime, if not before that. Jordan Davis getting less snaps than – Toilet paper, Tapuda, or whatever the hell his fucking name is. I mean, it's ridiculous. Uh, Jordan Davis against the run when he was on the field, they only averaged 2.9 yards a carry. When he was off the field, they averaged over 10. You mean to tell me that he's not making a difference there? And this was one of the concerns that I brought up when they drafted him was his conditioning yeah. and his ability to be on the field for all downs. Um you know, just just it's some scary stuff. And, and, and I agree, um, you know, we need to utilize guys like Hazan Reddick, these guys that are, dare I say, well, he, he describes himself as a weapon, right? He's an exotic yeah. type of player. He, he's, he can coverage, he can pass rush. And to me, if you have the guy pass rushing, strictly pass rushing, or, okay, they drop him back three times, whatever. But you become predictable. And the easiest the easiest way to stop a defense or to block a defense is when you know when they're coming. It's so much easier to scheme to get these blocking schemes together when you know for a fact that we're not going to run blitzes. We're not going to pull stunts. We're not going to do anything exotic, which is what we were told that they were going to do this year. Now, I don't know if they felt that the Lions were an inferior opponent and they could get away with playing base defense against them. I hope that's the case. Granted, you don't want to see them take any, you know, any opponent for granted. It, it is the NFL. You can lose on any given Sunday. We all know the cliche. Um, 
but it, I, I really hope that that's what it is, that they didn't want to show their hands in, in week one. They don't want to yeah, show all their I agree, too. It's just I hope they start to use – I know Reddick is not Mika Parsons or anything close to him, but I want to see him in that kind of role where they're moving him in gaps, on the end, you know, stunting around. They need to move him all over the place because he's a speed rusher. The, the tackles know that. So as a tackle, you're told if they're going to speed rush around you, just slide your feet and guide them right on by the quarterback. And a good quarterback or, I mean, a professional quarterback, Goff isn't really a good quarterback, but he understands, ball. yeah, to step up and throw the ball. And he was doing that a lot because our ends were just shooting up field, speed rushing. And then you got Fletcher Cox in the middle playing patty cake like he always does because he just tries to bull rush everyone and he just can't do it anymore. And but he's what, another one that looked winded. He made yeah. two plays and then – Well, the one was a bobbled snap. So, that was our only sack, which is pathetic. All this money on the defensive line, and we get one sack, and it was because the snap was bottled, bobbled. They, they are a run-first offense primarily, so I'm not really worried about the sack total versus the Lions per se. And the you Lions know, do have a good offensive line. Yeah, so the sack total really isn't something I think you need to worry about a lot versus, you know, in the week one. I think you'll see that maybe come into play more. Versus a pass-heavy team, you know, a little bit less of a better O-line. You know, Sean, you referenced not getting Goddard and Devontae Smith involved. I don't think it was really necessarily that as much as it is when a guy gets 15 targets, there's only so much to go around. You know, A.J. Brown, you know, he's not going to get 15 targets every week. So I, I think Devontae Smith not having a catch is a little bit overblown. And I know he had a, a drop. I know he had that one where, it, you know, it hit him in the back, whatever, but – they're going to get theirs eventually. I mean, it's 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 not going to be a fifteen target game every week for AJ Brown. No, I get it. There was just there was there was a couple of instances that really bothered me, where Hertz ended up having to scramble for yardage, scramble for first downs because nobody could get open. Granted, he was under the rest for a lot of for a lot of his uh, you know for a lot of his rushing yards, but there was a couple of plays where he had decent protection. And nobody could get open. But my thing is, my only knock on Hertz is I feel like he's still hesitant to throw that tight window throw. Absolutely. Like, I, I think he's starting to learn with AJ Brown. Like I can do that because AJ Brown is just gonna a go different get it. breed. Like he's just a monster. So you can throw him in, in any type of coverage. But it just seems like, like you said, a couple times he did have time, and he he won't pull the trigger. Like if there's a hitch route, it's got to be timing. You got to be throwing it as he's, he's turning around. So as soon as you turn around, the ball is basically hitting him in the face. Right. I feel like he's, he's hesitant to do that. That's why he's always. Well, that's kind of, of why I referenced earlier that you have to kind of scheme some of these guys yes. open right now until they can develop that chemistry and hurts builds that confidence up. And he knows that he can deliver that ball in that tight window. Yeah. Scheme these guys open. Like, in the red zone, it seemed like their only play was the RPO, or, or for or for Hertz to to try and scramble and get the get the touchdown that way. Like, I didn't see a single pick play. I didn't see like that's that's another problem. Is guys open the RPO? They run an RPO almost every play, so he loses that half a second to a second to to see his wide receivers or to see the blitz. Because, you know, he's always doing the fake handoff going through. And it's hard to be faking it, making sure you're not dropping it. You got to pick whether you're going to hand it off or you're going to throw it. So then by that point, you, the game's so fast. It's it's kind of hard. I need 
I like the RPO because it works sometimes, but teams catch on to it all the time. They're going to have to Can't have pace where you don't have to rely on play action or RPO, where he, yeah. it's a straight drop back. You make your read. You throw the ball in a tight spot. I don't want to complain too much about Hurts or anything because I, I, if we don't have Hurts or A.J. Brown yesterday, we don't win. Hurts, we, we, don't, we don't win the game. Absolutely. Um, before we jump into some some more of the positives from the game, I, I do want to throw it back to the defensive side of the ball real quick, and particularly back at the defensive line. Um, I mentioned it in our pregame pod. We need to create pressure up the middle, especially against a team like Detroit, where they were a little bit banged up in the middle of that offensive line. You have these these big defensive tackles, these guys that are you know paid so much money. I, I can't think of a team that spent more of their payroll on the defensive line than the Eagles. Payroll and, and a top pick. Particularly on particularly on the interior. It's not like we're paying edge rushers a whole lot of money outside of Reddick. So, to me, you needed to create pressure up the middle, and I just didn't see that. No. And, yeah, Hargrave was of, a ghost. And that's part of why that speed rush didn't work. If you have the speed rush going on the outside – it almost doubles as a contain if the pockets collapse yeah. from the middle. Nowhere to go. But, but you got no pressure, no up pressure at all. And that's when you sometimes you got to send – a lot of our blitzes seem like they're coming off the edge. You can send blitzes up the middle too. Yep. If you think your guys in the middle are getting double teamed, guess what? Send a linebacker or safety flying through there. If they're double teaming, they're only going to be able to get an arm on them. They're either going to hold them, hold that safety linebacker, pull them down, get a penalty – or you're going to have a free run at the quarterback. And you mean to tell me that, that you can't send a blitz in behind a guy like Jordan Davis? He's absolutely massive. He yeah. eats blocks for breakfast. Like, there's, there's ways to create pressure. Anyway, if this doesn't change soon, uh, on this show we're going to be uh, starting to fire John Gannon chants every week. I think they're already started. Around the Philadelphia area, but I'm I'm willing to give him like you said, it, it was the Lions. Maybe he didn't want to get too exotic. So we'll we'll see how he adapts the next few weeks. If nothing changes, then fire his ass and bring in Seth Joyner. Absolutely. I, I, I think I think next week's gonna be a big measuring stick game. Uh, oh, let's man. dive back into a few more of the positives. Uh, but before we do, I do want to shout out a couple of our sponsors. Um, I mentioned earlier, Norse Beards. Make sure you check them out, norsenorsebeards.com. Promo code OCS for 25% off your entire order. Also, shout out Righteous Felon Beef Jerky, some of the best craft jerky I've ever had. Um, made right here, right in the heart of, the, uh, right in the heart of uh, Westchester. Check them out, guys. That's uh, righteousfelon.com. Promo code OCSN for 15% off your entire order. Um, I mentioned in the last podcast, I put a massive order in and I'm getting ready to do another one. Um, and you should as well. I mean, you're saving. 50 yeah, I, I, yeah, I was going to say that 15% is nice because I have, I ordered a few bags, ate them in about a day and a half. It was so good. But my local uh, uh, beer store, a little corner beer store up here ha has a shelf of them. And it's like six bucks a bag. So you use our promo code OCSN. Uh, Already get a better price when you buy multiple bags, but don't just go to the store and buy the bags. You're going to spend a lot more money. If you use that 15% off, get yourself the big bulk bag like you have done, Sean. And save some money and have a lot of jerky on your hands. Yeah, man. I had to hide it from myself, actually. 
I'm uh, next time I order something, I'll tell my How do you wife. hide something from yourself? I have to give it to my wife until oh. I lock it in the safe or something. Oh, okay, I get that. Okay. Well, a little, little inside baseball, right? So the cabinets in my kitchen are really fucking high. And if I put something on the top shelf, even though I'm a taller guy, I still got to get the step tool out. Wait, you're a taller so guy? I'm taller than you, bitch. Um, By like an inch or two. That's. That's what she said. I've been looking for two inches my whole life. I'll take it any way I can. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> so, for me, I still have to grab the step stool. And I'm also a little bit lazy, right? So, I open the cabinet, like, oh, yeah, the jerky's up there. Yeah, I don't feel like grabbing the step stool. I'll come back later. You're right, or you hide it when you're blackout drunk, because then you won't remember the next day. True. There you go. Well, if I'm blackout drunk, I'm probably eating every bag. Thanks. Yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, all right, guys, back on track. So uh, some more of the positives here. Um, I do think the secondary looked pretty good in the limited action that they got. Obviously, Detroit's a run-heavy team. Um, I think they're probably second to the Eagles as, as far as a rushing attack goes in the NFL. Um, you, you got to see some big plays from some new uh, new additions, particularly, uh, as Merrill Reese calls him, James Blackberry. Um with the uh, with the pick six, um, if you guys that was all call, right I'm sure you can find it. Um, <laughs> Merrill Reese, James Blackberry with the interception, returning the touchdown. Called him at three times, and then finally at the end, Mike Quick just Bradbury. <laughs> well, I didn't call him Blueberry. <laughs> yeah, it was good. You got to check uh, that out. Cla- but- classic Maryland Mike. Um, but, yeah, no, um, great to see him get involved. Great to see him make a play. Um, and, and like you mentioned, Jake, uh, Kaiser White, huge part of that play. Um, also, uh, what the, I can't remember the other guy's name. That, that Tuatola or the, uh, the defensive tackle, he, he did a great job creating that play as well. Um, that was one of the few instances where we had a little bit of pressure up the middle. Also, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, um, extremely aggressive. Mm-hmm. And awesome. Epps as well. Yeah, Epps Epps yeah. was awesome. Ten tackles, eight solo, one tackle for loss. Just a hell of a game. Guy was everywhere. And I think Gardner-Johnson's going to be a fan favorite real quick. I love the fact that he's standing in the tunnel talking smack. Yep. I love it. Guy's been in Philly for less than two weeks, and I already love him. Until he gets into it with a teammate in practice. Yep. Take it easy. AJ Brown in the face or something. Yeah, he did that to Michael Thomas a couple times. Drew Brees. But yeah, those, those were probably the little bit of pauses I took for defense. Was Marcus Epps looked good, but like you said, there's a, a run first team, so we'll see how he does when he's playing an elite quarterback next Monday night and see how he Ooh, does. Ooh, elite? Ooh. Look at his numbers. Oh, a little love for Kirk Cousins. I love it. And I think I think Kirk, Kirk Cousins is six and four against us, so uh, we got to kick him in his. Yeah, it, it, it's prime time though. But Kirk Cousins doesn't come out in prime. time. I don't like to listen. New to year, that. new year. That's, that's when Kirk Cousins comes out. Yeah, but everyone's due. Dude, are you a Kirk Cousins truther? Be... I didn't know this about you. Oh me? Yeah, I think he's a good quarterback. Okay, because I agree with you. I mean, my, he was under Mike Zimmer. He was in Washington. Yeah. I mean, he, he's definitely a good quarterback. Okay, I like I like to hear yeah, that from you. He's got a hell of an arm. I mean, yeah, it's primetime games, but 
He's got he has some... a propensity for some boneheaded plays here or there, but for the most part, he's he's a really good quarterback. Speaking of boneheaded plays, guys, I, I know we're talking I know we're talking Eagles here, but did you guys see Jameis Jameis Winston spike the ball after his guy ran out of bounds? No, I didn't no, see that. I didn't see that. Oh man, yeah. So um two minute drill, um, receiver catches a ball. He gets one foot out of bounds. It kind of looked like he got tackled. Uh, Winston didn't realize that they already stopped the clock. Runs up, clocks it. Intentional grounding. He's like, why the hell wouldn't someone on the sideline like? Well, they can talk to the quarterback too, up until like 15 seconds or something. And you know, if he's running up there to clock it, he's like running up and doing the. Yeah, but not not in two minutes. I don't think they have communication in the headset, right? I'm not sure. They might not. Yeah, in the hurry up. Yeah. I mean, offensive line should look at him and be like, dude, yeah. did you see the ref's arm go like that, or did you see him say it was clock out of bounds? I don't know. Yeah, there's some classic Jameis Winston. So, yeah. Another guy that's always uh, poised for some bonehead plays. Yep. Um, uh, you guys got any other positive takeaways on uh, on the game here? Just the fact that we have a bona fide number one stud wide receiver finally. Best wide receiver in Eagles green since Terrell Owens. Yep. I'm Hopefully. sorry, Terrell Owens. I don't want him to come after me. Just call him T.O. Yeah, all right. But, yeah, ever since that, we haven't had – I mean, Ashan Jeffrey had a good year, but nothing like what A.J. Brown's going to be able to do for us. So, yeah. is anybody going to talk about Miles Sanders? We did. I was waiting for you to do it. I told you seven yards. See, okay, I, I was going to talk about the safety play that impressed me. I was going to let somebody else bring it. I didn't want to be the one to toot my own horn, but you're the Miles Sanders guy. It's on brand. Yeah. Let's go. I mean, he looked amazing yesterday. He's he decisive, did. decisive run yep. of the ball, seven yards of carry. Like breaking tackles at the line. Yep. Run late. He was, in the game he was pretty shifty shoot. on them inside runs too. I was impressed to see that. And I, I just loved how he was finishing runs. Over the years, he would try to do those jukes at the end of his run and not gain those extra three, four yards. Yesterday, when he was past the first down marker and the guy, safeties were coming at him, he's putting his shoulder down and just going forward. And sometimes that's what you got to do. I mean, if you think you can juke him, then do it. But most of the time, he's getting tackled and not gaining an extra yard. Yesterday, he was just flying, hitting hard, and finishing his runs. And I loved it. I, I just wanted to make sure that everybody, you know, you know, all right, listening and the two of us, I, I wanted to make sure we were on the same page that he started off the season strong, got 96 out of that 850 yards rushing he needs for the season total, just so we're all, all and, aware. Uh, only on 13 carries. So. Absolutely. Yeah, pretty good. And uh, that, that one run late in the game was absolutely huge. Yep. I don't want to diminish that. Well, that sealed um, it again, 100%. Great, great game uh, from Miles Sanders. And, you know, I hope he proves me wrong. I hope he goes out there and he earns a contract. Nah, I mean, I, I hope he earns a contract, not from the Eagles. Yeah, I don't think the Eagles would pay him. I, don't I just so don't – I, I don't like paying running play backs play. money. Especially when – I mean, one thing our offensive line is the best in the world at is run blocking. They have a lot of work to do pass blocking, but run blocking, I, I feel confident putting any any running back in the league behind that offensive line and running the ball. A lot of those times, Sanders, he's six yards downfield, so you got all that momentum. You better break a tackle or two and 
get the first down. Absolutely. But that run late in the game was all him. He he got hit early, broke off it, made a guy miss, put the dagger in him. Absolutely. Um, I do want to bring up uh, Jalen Hurts' decision-making also. Um, I, I saw a vast improvement there. There was one particular play where he was um, he was scrambling. He, he broke he broke outside the pocket, and I um, uh, was running it, and it was looking like a surefire five yard loss. Um, and he made the quick decision uh, to hurl the ball out of bounds, um, and and you know turned it into a, a no gain play as opposed to a five yard loss. Um, some some other smart plays that he, that he made. Um, Again, he seemed a little bit more decisive with the ball, um, and he's making some smarter decisions. Which, again, it's all a step in the right direction. He's still unproven. I'm still holding out hope, um, but I, you know, we gotta we gotta shout him out when he, uh, you know, when he makes these strides. So um, I don't really have much else on the game. How about you guys? No, just defense better learn how to tackle in a week because we got a tough one coming up. But I don't want to get in that one yet because. That'll be Saturday night show. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, if Marcus Epps is leading their team in in tackles, um, you know, the opposing offense is getting way too deep into your defense. Yep. So, something to think about. Jonathan Gannon, you've been warned. Um, guys, before we go, I do want to shout out uh, our remaining sponsors. That's uh, Neshaminy Creek Brewing Company uh, right in the heart of Croydon, Pennsylvania. And don't forget to come out to the Neshaminy Creek Tap Room um, on – January, I'm, I'm sorry. What the fuck, January? <laughs> long, long day, guys. I got yeah, like I hear four you. hours. Of yeah, sleep you're up. Night, and then I worked nice overnight. Night. So, um, sorry. September 25th, the Chamonix Creek Brewing Company. Come on out. The Eagles take on Bus Boy Carson Wentz and the Washington Commanders. Uh, we'll be there from 11:30 um, till question mark. We'll be there drinking beers, watching football, reacting to all of it, and most importantly spending time with our awesome listeners. So make sure you guys all come out if you can. If not, tune in because the whole thing's going to be live streamed as well. And um, Washington is probably our biggest competitor now in a division. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with uh, Dak Prescott's hand injury. Yep. Um, but we'll talk about that a little bit more in our, uh, in our preview pod coming up later this week. Um, that'll be coming at you on Saturday. Um, guys, once again, we appreciate everybody for checking in with us here live, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Um, shout out uh, Lugaroo Custom Clothing. That's Lugaroo.co. Uh, hit them up for all your custom clothing needs. Uh, I'm missing anybody, Jake. Oh, also shout out Sterling Pig Brewing Company right in the heart of Delco. Uh, check them out. Check out some of their awesome beers. Always recommend the Snuffler. Um, Orange Street Wheat was another great one that I had this summer from them. Um, and they are available at some of the Acme's out in Delaware County. Uh, so make sure you pick yourself up a six pack of some Sterling pig beer guys. We appreciate everybody rocking with us live here today. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube live, everybody checking in over on the audio side. We'll be back here with you Saturday, uh, to break down the upcoming game against the Minnesota Vikings home opener in prime time. Once again, boys, victory Monday. Go Birds! Go Birds! B-A-T-L-E-S-E-O's!